have tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to say that we have a very special guest today. Carlos Ferreira. Uh, That's how I pronounce it. You can pronounce it with an accent if you want to, you know, but it's, yeah, that works for me. So, <laughs> He's a filmmaker, and he has made something that's very close to my heart, or at least, you know, a subject very close to my heart. I was in love with Gargoyles, still am, and he's made a fan film of the Gargoyles, a live-action CGI hybrid, and it's amazing if you haven't seen it yet. We we posted it up on our uh, Facebook page, but, and everybody should definitely give it a look. Uh, Carlos, why Gargoyles? Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think... First of all, it just blew me away as a kid. You know, I was probably around eight or nine uh, when it aired in 1994, and uh, I just I remember I remember to this day just the the ambience of the of the show, like the, the way it made me feel, and and it just it just was so entertaining and and so intellectually engaging, and uh, it was it was bold and dark and gritty. You know, there was so much action and and romance and even humor. You know, it it. I think what it is is that I, you know, I've I've been a filmmaker from a, a really young age, and and that's always been my dreams to make movies. And um, to me, as a cartoon, Gargoyles always felt like like a movie more than more than you know a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. Um, so so it, it was largely that that drew me into it. And then as I got older, you know, I would go back to it at times and see just how much more there was to the show than I even saw as a kid. Um, that there's, you know, uh, this whole aspect of family and, uh, just, you know, there, there's so much to relate to, uh, for, for us people in society, just human beings and, and, uh, you know, especially people who feel, uh, maybe out of place or, or, you know, like, like they might not belong or, uh, you know, that it's, it's just such a great story. Um, in so many ways, it's kind of hard not to (laughs) be inspired by it. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I want to talk about you first. Um, sure. You know, uh, so you did say you, you got into uh, filmmaking at a very young age. When, when was the first time you uh, picked up a camera? Ooh, I think I was <laughs> around nine or ten. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when I really started uh, getting into it and, and wanting to tell stories, you know, and I, I would make these little movies with my brother and my younger brother and he would star in all of them and uh we'd play around with you know uh it was like i guess it was like high eight at the time um i I borrowed my dad's movie like family video camera and i just started playing with it and i was kind of in love from from the start of it i just you know the idea of telling stories with a camera just became uh my way of communicating from from an early age and you just was there uh certain movie or a TV show or something that made you like, Hey, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I think, you know, I think just so there, I mean, there's so many, I like, I mean, gargoyles is, is one example of something <laughs> that, uh, that I would watch as a kid and just sort of be amazed at, at how, you know, I, I, while watching it, I just wouldn't be there. I'd be, I'd be somewhere else, you know, for that, for that length of period, uh, the, the period of time. And, and, you know, the same thing happened whenever I'd go see a movie with my parents or with friends, you know, it was just, I was just taken away. And, and, you know, it, it's such a great feeling to be, to have that. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's really like to, to turn on a movie and just let yourself go on this adventure and forget about, you know, the problems in the world and the problems in your life. And it's like, it just, there's nothing, there's nothing like it for me. Um, so yeah, it just, I just fell in love with it. Um, and I wanted to give that to other people, you know, as a, as a director, as a filmmaker, I wanted to give that back to people. Um, cause I just love the experience so much myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you said that you, uh, had started directing at a young age. Uh, I believe I saw in uh, the research, it was around 16 that you did a, a huge project with about a hundred people, a hundred crew members. Yeah, that was that was like the first. Uh, my I did my first short film with an actual crew, and you know, more shot in a more traditional way uh, when I was fourteen. But I never really shot a, um, a feature until I was uh, until I was yeah sixteen. I was it really took a few years, so I I turned seventeen while making it. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was quite 
it was quite the the production for somebody my age, I suppose. You know, it was there. We had investors and uh, over a hundred people involved, um, act professional actors, professional crew, uh, and it was it was a, a real big production <laughs> for for yeah for the time for sure. Um, I was gonna say how how did how was that experience at such such a young age? I mean, obviously, it's something you knew that you wanted to do already, so. Uh, I imagine going head first in was just, you know, felt, felt right. But what, what were you experiencing? Oh, I mean, I went through so many emotions, I think, working on that project. Cause it was just, uh, you know, it, it was so emotional, uh, to, to be, and I was directing people that were 10, 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's not always easy to take direction from <laughs> when you're, when you're, you know, you're, you're on set with, uh, with a 16 year old telling you what to do. Um, and, uh, and so it was sort of that, that hurdle to get around and, and, and just get to telling the story and, and, uh, experiencing what it's like to, to make a, you know, a feature film with a professional cast and crew. It, it was kind of like going to college, you know, for, for or film school for, uh, a few years. And, uh, it taught me a lot. I mean, I wouldn't take it back for the, I wouldn't, you know, not do it. Um, when I look back at the experience, it was, it was great. You know, I'm, I'm sure I made mistakes and you look back at it and you think, Oh, I could have done better here. Could have done better there. But it just was such an educational experience. Um, you know, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I would imagine yeah, everybody in any walk of life looks back on their life and say, Oh, I could have done better here and better there. But you did something that was, you know, obviously not what most people ever get a chance to do. So that's, that's pretty amazing in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was, Obviously, things have changed too. Like at the time, it was it was a little bit harder to to go out and shoot a movie because technology just wasn't where it is today. You know, anybody with a phone today can make a pretty high quality looking you know film uh, w- without too much money and and friends. And you know, you can you could really pull off a lot today with very little. Um, back then, it was you know it was still it was still the d- digital was still sort of coming in. Right. Um, so. And then you yeah. also it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. And you also went to, uh, you, or I would assume afterwards, you went to film school in New York. Uh, yeah, I went to to well to film school um, in uh, at, at Purchase College okay. in upstate New York. And uh, yeah, and it was it was great. It was another experience that was just you know it was one of one of these things where I when I was so young working on a movie like I did I didn't really have too much time to hang out with friends because I was going to like auditions and casting and like meetings and with the, with the crew. And, and, you know, it was, it was, it took up a lot of my, my time as a child. So, um, going to college was kind of like a, a great experience to, to do what I love, but at the same time be surrounded by people my age and, and sort of, you know, (laughs) experiment with like, with where I can take my projects with, with people that are doing what I do. And, uh, you know, without, without the pressure that, uh, that comes along with a feature film. Um, so yeah. So then with the experience you already had at that point, when you, when you made it to, to film school, to college, uh, you know, did that benefit you? Did you feel, or was it still just more, uh, it was still just more learning? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like, you know, for me, it was like, I think directing, uh, being a director is really knowing a lot about it's it's about knowing knowing how people work and how it, it's it's experience of life really helps with directing and knowing how to direct actors and a crew and, and you know and 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 be able to to handle all the different elements that are coming at you and so so yeah I mean it, it was uh, to me it was it was a great experience and totally worth it and I didn't go into it thinking oh I know everything already because. Because I don't, and I and I honestly hope I never feel that way. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like I I learned a lot uh, in college, and I, I made the best of it. And I was, you know, it was a, a great experience to go to film school, and um, and and yeah, and then again, it was like that experience of just being able to hang out with people, you know, my age, and and sort of just have experiences outside of of the the film world, you know, um, and and talk to people from all different talents, you know, and, and, uh, areas, not, not just in film, but in music and in, in dance and, you know, every, everything you can think of just to get an idea that, um, of, of how life is outside of making movies. I feel like that's, 
something I don't hear a lot of people talk about very often, uh, you know, as filmmakers, but um, I think it's good to step out once in a while. Right. And I mean, between uh, when you first started out and, and where you're at now, I mean, is there any particular, uh, I guess, obstacle you see first time filmmakers make that you, you, you think uh, should be highlighted or, you know, uh, kept an eye on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think when you start out making movies, you're very, uh, you, you know, you're, it's all about your vision and getting that across. And what happens, I think, is as you make movies and you, you, you have more experience, you often get to the point where you realize just how important it is to get um, to have a really good team and have opinions coming in from all over, not just your own. And 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 also being able how to like knowing how to how to take those and and work with those and uh, and communicate and and you know it's it's it really is about collaboration. And, uh, and, and that's something that I think a lot of first time filmmakers don't realize <laughs> you know, at first you're like, it's my vision and it's my, you know, it's what I want to tell. And you forget that even, even somebody that's not even working on the film can have the best idea of the day. Um, you know, if you, if you just open your ears to them and, and, and listen. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, that's like the biggest lesson I think I've learned. So uh skipping forward to to now and and your gargoyles fan film uh how how long was the process from initial of i want to make this to the trailer coming out on the internet well it was you know it, it was a lengthy process mostly because it was something that you know i was doing it, nobody was paying me to do this you know i was right. doing it for money it was sort of like just out of my pure love for the show and and wanting to to see this and and possibly even you know make this one day as a as a live action film i mean i you know is as like far-fetched as that sounds it's you know it's something that i dream of and i'm sure a lot of people have dreamed of doing with this show because it's just there's so much there to work with um so yeah so it, it's it took i would say you know altogether of, of actual work probably around six months six to seven months to to get it done um i would say that that was that that was over the course of two years just because there were a lot of things that would come up side projects that i'd have to do and i'd have to sort of put this right uh put this aside at you know to get that stuff done um so yeah it took it took a while and it was it was uh it was very rewarding i guess in the end when when everything came together and i could see it um you know watch it myself let me ask you this because i this is a question that always comes up for me and I, mm-hmm. I, you know, my friends, we want to talk about it, but why do you think Disney does, doesn't like do anything with that property yet? Like it's, it's, you don't see it at the, you know, the parks or anything. You don't see any new cartoons or, you know, I think there's a comic book out and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I know there's, there's a, a few comics that came out, you know, back, back in the day, uh, you know, Marvel did a few and SLG comics did some, and it was like, uh, to me, it's, I you know I don't know all the details because I it's not like I've really uh, been there to 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 see all this happen. I know that they've been working on it for a very long time. I know Greg Weissman, who uh, is one of the creators of the show, you know, um, has been trying for a very long time to make that happen. And uh, and I don't know the details. All I know is that uh, you know, knowing the show and being a fan of the show myself, uh, I think there's just so much there to work with you know there are so many characters and there's so there's just so much to put into one movie um that i i would imagine that that would have something to do with the difficulty of making it work um you know and and making it relatable and interesting to not just fans of the show but people who don't know the show or or know of it very you know vaguely um so so to me you know uh i think that's what I mean, that's what making the fan film was was about for me was seeing if I could uh, make something that doesn't just draw fans' attentions in, but uh, doesn't get the attention of fans, but also gets the attention of uh, you know someone who has no idea what the show has never never heard of it, um, you know, and and also not not throwing in too much at one time because right. um, I think in this instance, I think like you have such a beautiful story there, such beautiful characters. And and to me personally, I think less is more. 
Um, I think it could easily become a trilogy. This, you know, if this turned into a live action film, uh, uh, because there there is just so much. Uh, but again, yeah, it's like telling one story to telling telling this in a live action film. I think would have to focus in on on you know less rather than more. Um, so I don't know. You know, I don't know the details. I don't know what what has stopped them from doing it. I'm a little. I'm just as puzzled as everybody else because I think I think it's an amazing story. I mean, I think everything is. Uh, you just watch the first season alone, and you 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 know, you ask yourself, well, why hasn't this <laughs> why hasn't this been made into a movie? And today is probably uh, better than no other time to you know to make it happen uh, with technology the where, where it is now with motion with uh, motion capture and just everything that's available to us as, as filmmakers uh, to do it the right way, you know, in a way that's exciting and, and still respectful to, uh, you know, Greg Weissman's original creation. So let me ask you this. Uh, you brought up motion capture. Did you use motion capture for this? No. I mean, I've used, I used uh, some, some, I, some of it's hand animated mm-hmm. and then some of it is, is some uh, motion capture files that I didn't create myself, <laughs> but but I got some more. You can you can find a lot online that you know when you're animating a scene in 3D. Um, so so yeah, it was a lot of that. I mean, because because again, it was like me working by myself right. on this. There literally nobody else was there. You know, um, it was just me the whole way through. So yeah, and. Uh- is that how you would see the the project if it were to go forward in, in the in a in a full length film as uh, motion capture or? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I think that it's definitely like if if you've seen like even movies like the the latest Planet of the Apes and oh man, that's and amazing. You, and, yeah, I mean, when you see like where they've taken things today, and uh, and what what is what these you know special effects teams are capable of um i think with the with the the right team and and the right size of of people you could definitely pull off something that's uh that that works you know that that doesn't uh feel like cg all the whole way through you know and and i think that's really important because i mean one of the most important aspects of this story is the gargoyles i mean it's you know they have to come off as relatable and and uh you have to see them in their emotional states and believe it Otherwise, I don't. I don't think it would work, you know. Uh, so I think. I think it would have. It would be like a process of probably testing it out and seeing, you know, what works and what doesn't uh, before actually going into it. And you know, maybe it's a mix of motion capture and practical. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's. Um, so I think it has to be experimented with before diving into it. Um, in, in a lot of ways, because they are very calm. I mean, even just their their wings, and from a CG, uh, you know, point of view, from a visual effects point of view, it's it's it is complicated. I think to to pull it off right, um, but I'm but it's definitely uh, possible. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, so even though I personally thought that the the Justice League movie wasn't great, there were some great like CGI flying with the the parademons. I, I can definitely see that we're at a point where you can make things look realistic without, uh, without compromising. So, uh, acting wise, did you use actors for the, the few parts in the, in the, in the fan film or was that something else that was already like online that you could use? No, these are, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's the whole, the whole fan film is, I, I would, I guess like 90, 97, 98%, you know, CG and and uh, and yeah, there are no real actors involved. Um, the every character, I mean, the, the the guy on the bike and and the gargoyles and everybody at the end are just uh, you know 3D characters that I uh, models 3D models that I you know sculpted. Like the gargoyles are all sculpted by me in 3D, mm. um, and and that that was partly when it came to the gargoyles, it was partly just to get that. I wanted to get that feel that i want i wanted them to be recognizable you know i i didn't want them to look like so so uh it's it, there's a fine balance i think 
between making them look too mean <laughs> and too too vicious right and making them look too friendly and too you know cartoonish and so there's i i think that's another aspect to making the movie work is is you know making these 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 gargoyles that can actually come off as as uh as powerful and 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 make them the warriors that they are in the story but at the same time uh make them you know, have them be sweet at times and and relatable and and not threatening. You know, I, I think that's just that's one of the the the, the things that I think um, that that is difficult to get right when it comes to them. Uh, in in you know, as CG characters. <laughs> um, and then, but but the for the the voiceover and narration was that just all dialogue that was pulled from the show or. Did you have no, I, I uh, you know, it's inspired by the show, um, but I, I wrote that and I got a, um, a voiceover artist to to record it for me. Okay, so and you did get I some just vo- put it in. Yeah, so so it's yeah, it's a voiceover artist that I got to record my yeah something that I wrote to uh, to put over the film. And that, well, that was incredible. How I mean, how how was that process like? Uh, I mean. Obviously, you've done work in, in, in the field already, but, uh, you know, having to do that type of uh, ADR or voice looping or... Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, before this, uh, the, film I, the film I did before this is called Retina, and it's a, it was my last feature film. And it was an unusual experience because I, I put a lot of work into... Um, it was, it, unlike the film I did when I was 16, this was done by me and two two of my friends on set and post production was was done by myself and i made like you know it was it was a 90, 90 minute movie um and it, i put a lot of work into understanding each aspect of post production and uh part of that was sound mixing and sound editing and and so a lot of that experience went into this and uh and, and understanding you know how to how to pull that off in a professional way um, so that it's not distracting or, you know, anything else. So, mm. so I would assume that if you, uh, if you've been thinking about this type of this project for, for so long, uh, if if you were to make the, the feature film, would it, would it continue from where the, the cartoon left off with, you know, like the character of Angela, or would you start off in the beginning and, you know, uh, have them, uh, in Scotland? You know, I think, I mean, there's, there's so much to work with across the entire series, so it's it's it, it is difficult <laughs> to to pin you know pinpoint what is the most important thing to get across. But I think because it is a new story to a lot of people, um, and it's been so many years, I think it would be something um, to go back. I mean, one of the things that inspired me the most was watching the first season mm-hmm. um, when I when I was a kid and thinking to myself like. You know th- these first couple episodes alone feel like a feature film. I mean, if you just string them together, it just felt like, uh, like you know, this this huge movie. Um, and and I knew at the time that it wasn't something that you would see in a movie because it was just to pull that off then would be you know <laughs> very difficult. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's just obviously it's it's probably too soon to say exactly, um, but I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of an origin story in a way, without uh, without it being too, uh, you know, too long, and 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 uh, I think that would be exciting. But at the same time, bringing the modern world in uh, to to entertain people who are who are not as familiar with the show, and you know, at the same time being respectful to uh, Greg Weissman's original creation, and yeah. Have you personally been in talk, talks with Greg Weissman at all, or? I have not. No, it would be great. It would. I mean, I'm. It would be great to talk to him one day, and you know, uh, <laughs> pick his brain a little, uh, oh, yeah. because I'm sure you know he's. Uh, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if it wasn't for him creating the show. So, right. um, you know, I'm a fan just as just as much as any other fan is of of the show of Greg Weissman and and uh, what he made here. So, yeah. So, what? Which one of the the gargoyles was your favorite character? Mine was, uh, yeah, Broadway because I was a overweight child. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, well, I mean, 
I'm I there it's so hard to choose because they're all such great characters but I think for me I think it's always Goliath nice. I think just because he's he's you know in he's very much the leader of the group and uh and he I, I don't know why it is you know that I specifically identify with him but but I, it might be that or like you know that that feeling of just wanting good and and looking after others and making sure that everything is going um you know correctly and he's 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 the protector in a lot of ways not just of the city with everybody with with the other gargoyles but and then the rest of the clan but like you know (laughs) of uh, of everybody in it so um so yeah i think goliath Oh, I mean, obviously the, the head of the show and in very good choice. Uh, do you have a, a favorite episode? Because I would say mine would probably be the the I think it's Future Imperfect, the episode where they they kind of thought think they're going to the future, but it's played. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a practical joke from Puck. Yeah, <laughs> I I I mean I think I mean again like I for me I think the first the first. Uh, series you know just the the first couple episodes were sort of what did it for me the most Mm -hmm. um because again that's like like maybe that's the filmmaker and me just like going going back to the beginning in a way and uh and it's hard it's hard to choose though because there are some i feel like there are some episodes that really get across um the strengths and even like the weaknesses of some characters in the show better than others you know it's it's hard to get um a perspective of of who all these gargoyles are um and the characters in the show are in one episode you know um so it's it's tough it's tough it's tough to decide <laughs> for me i don't know um yeah i don't know i remember thinking back back when i was a kid that um and i started watching the show i think it was uh well deadly force was was a big um i think that was like the eighth episode um and and that one really hit me um just because of the 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 story and and what happens in it with broadway accidentally shooting elisa right and uh and and that was just like i i just you know i was like i've never seen this before in any other in any other show something like this i can't believe that this is what i'm watching right now um and uh and then i think also maybe um I'm trying to think like maybe enter macbeth Ooh, uh, and and not it, mostly. I think just because I, it was like the first time where I feel like I really saw how badass um, Goliath was. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, and 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 the character of Macbeth is is pretty cool, and uh, you know, just the the whole reference to to Shakespeare and and I don't know, it's something about that episode you know was exciting to me. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because. I mean, obviously the the cartoon, you know, had lots of lots of pulls from historical events, uh, ancient religions, modern religions, supernatural. But it, it all, also heavily, you know, brought out philosophy and Shakespeare. Now, if you were to, yeah. uh, you, you know, when write out the feature film, would you include a lot of those references to Shakespeare? I mean, obviously the characters that are involved have a lot of Shakespeare in them, but would you still let the that heavily heavy influence uh, in there? I mean, I think it's hard not to because, I mean, one of one of the great aspects of of some of these characters was, you know, it was, it was sort of tied directly into in, in that in some way. I mean, bro- like uh, not Broadway, um, Goliath himself, uh, you know, was a big reader in the show, and mm-hmm. he would see you would see him. He he would read Shakespeare and and ancient mythology, and and he was very into that. And so, not just the references alone, but but you know the direct <laughs> the direct uh relation to the show and 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 who that character is and i think it would be very hard to to make a film um and not include that in some way you know and not respect that aspect of the of the cartoon you, um you think yeah that, it's just hard it, it's hard to imagine it without it do you think that was weird for him that he was, he would be reading shakespeare and then all of a sudden there's characters like Macbeth and titania and oberon just showing up eventually I mean, I think like I think in a live action film, it would be, it, it would you know, it would have to be done in probably a, a subtle way, um, <laughs> you know, just like anything else. Like you wouldn't want that screaming in the background, you know, right. um, while everything else is going on. But in my opinion, but I think, uh, but yeah, I think I think it. I mean, I always liked 
Goliath reading. Oh yeah, <laughs> reading Shakespeare's. I mean, I think it was just, it's just, it's it just part of his character, you know, to to want to do that. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a really cool. Um, it also makes him more relatable. I mean, it's another one of these things that you watch it, and you know, back then, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of kids like my age watching the show. It's not like I read a lot of Shakespeare, you know, eight years old. You know, I I was not as familiar with that, and it's maybe one of the first times I've I've heard of Shakespeare or, <laughs> you know, Merlin or any of these uh, these references that came up in the animation. Yeah, that was gonna say, uh, you know, as a child too, that was yeah my first <laughs> you know reference to Shakespeare, and then getting older and in school you know you hear you, re- you read those stories as classes and stuff and you're like wait i know these names they all sound yeah. very familiar <laughs> it's like oh gargoyles that's right <laughs> i know it's kind of it's kind of weird to think like that's where you heard it first was was on gargoyles um but but like yeah i mean it's to me to me that again that's like such an important part of the character of goliath and and not just him but the other characters in the show so it's kind of hard to to get away from that entirely and then i also i i missed the boat on the whole star trek next generation so finding out that mm-hmm. all the almost all the voice acting cast in that in that show was all next generation uh actors like yeah that kind of blew my mind too were, are, were you a star yeah, trek fan i i a little bit i watched here and there um but but i always it's something that i've always thought about too and i, and I think i read somewhere once that it wasn't I know that, like, at first, I, I've heard that it wasn't it wasn't intentional; that mm-hmm. it was sort of just the way things worked out, um, and then it became sort of like a way of, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it was great publicity, I think, for the show <laughs> to say <laughs> that you have all these actors, you know, who are who who, who you've seen together before, um, or you know, part of the same universe. Oh, definitely. Um, that's a that's a huge fan base to tap into and be like, hey, all your favorites are here also. Come check it out. Yeah, it does feel I mean, it does like when I first when I when I first thought of it, I was like, that's definitely that was totally intentional. But <laughs> I yeah, I've I've read places and I've heard that it's not. Um, yeah, that, that it was just I mean, I'm sure Greg Weissman knows better than anybody else, you know, why why that happened or how that happened. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what are, it is interesting. What are some of your other fandoms? I mean, do you do you have things that you tend to geek out of, out about? I mean, yeah, like I'm, you know, I I grew up like a lot of people being really into Star Wars and <laughs> uh really into uh Batman, you know, was a huge one for me too. And um yeah, I mean, I watched I watched a lot of other shows that were on TV. Uh none of none of them none of the these animations or these cartoons really hit me as much as gargoyles but i but i do remember watching cartoons like ducktales and darkwing duck and you know (laughs) shows like that uh so so yeah i mean and other than that i mean my my head is wrapped so much into movies for so many for all these years i've sort of been into the world of telling live action film so so you know even though i've always had this love for animation and for cartoons my my passion and my drive has always been in telling stories in in a live action setting. Do you have uh, filmmakers, directors that uh, really feel like you inspired you or influenced your style? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as far as my style goes, I'm not I'm not sure. I feel like I feel like with I've had people say things to me before, like oh, you know this this kind of looks like Kubrick or this looks like you know. Uh, Hitchcock or something or like but like to me it's and those are some some inspirations to me Alfred Hitchcock uh you know Stanley Kubrick um I, Steven Spielberg uh I know a lot of these sound very obvious but uh going back further maybe Frank Capra mm-hmm. um you know I, I there there's so many and it's hard to say like who's my favorite because they all make such different films but um but yeah I mean a lot of inspiration comes from from those people and um not not so much directly i would just say in the way that their films have made me feel and the the way that they've told their stories you know um they're just great storytellers and so yeah yeah (laughs) those are a few (laughs) say definitely is uh i think i just realized a couple days ago that uh 2001 space odyssey hit 50 years 
Uh, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I was like, I could not believe <laughs> wow. it. I was like, I, I, I didn't believe that was 1968, but yeah, 1968, and that came out. Uh, yeah. Was was that a, a, f- a film you enjoyed, or? I did. I mean, the I, I think like a lot of people, uh, younger people today, um, like when you when I first saw the movie, I was I, I appreciated it, and I was you know really really into it because I already I already love Stanley Kubrick's work and but but it was something that I think I had to see like a second and a third time to really understand and and you know um get the full full uh <laughs> Stanley Kubrick experience from uh and I think that's just every movie of his though you know like a lot of his films would come out and it seems like a lot of people would see them and and say oh you know that was okay or that wasn't that great and then three or four years later they're like classics and everybody loves them. And mm-hmm. I think that's just because he was so ahead of his time, you know? Um, and, I, and so, yeah, I think his movies take like a few viewings to really appreciate. Right. And, uh, uh, talking about some of your, uh, other projects, like you said earlier, retina, uh, wh- what was, uh, what was that, uh, film about? Uh, that was about a young woman who is called to participate in a medical study in, uh, New York city and is uh, unknowingly brainwashed into committing an act of terror in New York City. Oh, wow. Oh, it's like ahead. a drama thriller. and <laughs> <laughs> It was that particular story, you know, uh, something you needed to tell, or is it just, did something inspire that, or did you just, a great idea? Um, yeah, I think, I think like, very much so. It, it came from, uh, you know, I, I was born and raised in, in New York City, and... Um, and so I, I was here on nine eleven, and mm-hmm. and you know and and just sort of experience experiencing how much the city alone has changed since then, um, and the the fear and and you know the stuff that that we have felt since like the world is just not the same place it used to be, and uh, and so I there's it's largely inspired by that um, you know and uh, and and getting that out to the world that, you know, sending that message that we, you just never know, you know, you you never know when something could happen. And, um, and so that was part of it, I would say. It's interesting because it does very, it does seem to happen to me, um, that my environment is what sort of inspires me to make a film. And I think that Gargoyles is, is very much, uh, a case of that too, just because the, the story largely takes place in the city I was born and raised in, you know, this is like, I, I know the city so well that when I was a kid and I saw that, um, and now when I look back at it, like, you know, it just, it just feels real. Like it feels like it's, it's this fantasy set in reality, you know, in my own, my own city. And, uh, and so it's, it's kind of like the opposite, I guess you could say from, from my, <laughs> from my last film is it's like, you know, that, that was a little bit maybe darker and, um, a little more depressing than, than this, but, you know, this is this, these are heroes, and these are these are gargoyles that protect the city that I was born and raised in, and uh, and and maybe I don't know, maybe it stems from <laughs> from all of that too. Um, you know, I haven't fully thought about that. You know, but, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that was because uh, you know, as a person that's pretty much lived his whole life in Arizona, I didn't. You know, a lot of shows, a lot of movies are obviously set in New York City. Uh, I mean, how that would be interpreted by someone who was raised in, in New York city. Uh, obviously the, 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 you hear this a lot from, from pe- storytellers that the, the city itself t- is a character. Uh, yeah. Is that how you felt when you were watching, uh, gargoyles or, you know, any other project that was, uh, centered around being in the city? Yeah, very much. I mean, I think, I think like, especially when you're a kid, your imagination goes wild all the time. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you see this show with gargoyles on a building in New York City that's above the clouds and you, you know, you go crazy because you think, well, maybe they're really there. You know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're actually there. You don't know. I mean, you're a kid, you're not, you're not really thinking too much about what's real and what's not, you know, at least I didn't, I guess. Hope that doesn't make me sound like <laughs> crazy or anything, but like that's, you know, that was just, part of the beauty of it um for me uh being being here and uh yeah and i think that is a big part of it um it's always been and i think it's just so cool you don't see that in in very many um i've never i don't think i've ever seen that in a cartoon um before like a like a, an anime tv animated cartoon um 
yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that's uh, it was a uh, pretty, it was pretty incredible to see for from my point of view also. So I would imagine from your point of view would be uh, much more so. Um, with uh, I, I saw with uh, you, you have an upcoming project. Is that something you can talk about? I do. Um, well, I, I have. Uh, yeah, I'm writing a, uh, a feature film called Zoe, and then I've got um, a short film uh, called Sound Sound of Obsession. Uh, it's a short sci-fi film, and so one's a fantasy and one's a sci-fi. <laughs> the short the short film is a sci-fi, and uh, I'm working on. Other than that, it's kind of hard to talk about right now because it's still early in right in the writing phase. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm working on that. And, uh, and a few other projects that I'm talking to some producers about right now. And yeah, just trying <laughs> trying to figure out which is going to come next exactly. But there's, there's a lot on the table right now. So that's nice. Is there anything, can you tell me about the short film? Like what, what that's about the sound of a session is about? Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather not say anything okay. yet just because, because it's so, it's so early on. Right. I don't know if I'll even get to that until, um, to actually shooting that until, uh, I'm done with Zoe. So, um, so yeah, it, it'll sense. be some time <laughs> before no. I, I reveal more about them. No problem. But yeah. Um, is the, there anything like advice wise you would give to young filmmakers, other people that want to follow in your footsteps and, you know, make, make things. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, I think it's just about knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me, that's always been a lifesaver is, uh, if you know what you want, then you'll get through whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and you'll be able to answer any question that comes your way. And, uh, and I think that that's a huge, um, thing that's, that, that I've learned over the years. And that I think that, um, makes me the director and the filmmaker I am today. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess, I guess it's knowing what you want and uh and being true to that you know is there anything that uh us as fans out you know out here in the internet can do to help you get further along with the gargoyles project is there crowdfunding or anything like that or just make the video as viral as possible i mean i i would hope like i'm i mean yeah anything is is great i mean even just this right now talking to you is you know is uh is so great, um, you know, to have your support and to get the word out. Um, yeah, but I mean, sharing the video and, and I mean, we could even like start a petition. That would be cool, you know, like something, (laughs) because I feel like there really are so many people, uh, out there that want this, you know, and, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's really gotten to any, to everybody yet, you know, uh, cause I, cause I constantly, uh, hear from people, uh, just randomly on the street, and, um, like I, I went to, uh, a comic book shop in New York the other day and I asked, I asked the guy there if he had any, um, you know, the old Gargoyles comic books, um, if he had any, and, and he was like, no, but you know, trust me, if I did, I would know I love those comics. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, see, there's so many people and, and that happens all the time. Um, and, and I think it's just, yeah, so getting the word out there and, and yeah, sharing the fan film and enjoying it for what it is. And, you know, I hope, I hope people like it and, and that it, it grows some attention for the, for the, you know, for the show and the project and, and making it come to life. Well, I mean, you wouldn't say you definitely have a fan right here in me. So that there's a, thank you. If that means anything. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And I will share it as much as possible as I can. Uh, Do you, are you, are you a comic book reader? I do. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I collected less, uh, in recent years than I used to. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to collect a lot of Batman and Spider-Man and I have a few gargoyles <laughs> comics. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I do, I do. I'm trying, I'm, I'm kind of getting back into it now actually too. So, so yeah. So how do you feel about all the, the comic book movies and TV shows that are coming out at, at the moment? I mean, they're fun. You know, they're a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy going to, to see them just as much as anyone else does. And, and to see characters that you've read about when you were a kid come to life is, is pretty great, you know? Um, and I mean, one thing about, I feel about gargoyles specifically, um, in relation to that is just the fact that, um, 
it's not really it really wasn't a comic book before <laughs> you know before it became one it was it was a show and uh and if, and it's maybe a little bit um lesser known than some of these other uh comic books and, and comic book characters and and so that's one thing that i i one reason i would love to see it as a film uh to to bring it to a live action film because i think that it's different mm-hmm. you know I, I love these movies that are coming out right now like the, you know they're they're a lot of fun and the marvel films are great and and it, the dc films too are a lot of fun but like it's that it's just that it's it's different you know gargoyles is different and it's and it's new and there's so much to get from it just about family and people and, hu- and human emotions and and shakespeare <laughs> and so like you know i think uh i think it would be different i think it would it would really grab people's attention uh let me ask you this for the a big adaptation uh from you know gargoyles to the big screen is not that there has to be but is there any like one change that you think uh you would make that you have in mind that you would need for for that story to be told on the big screen uh for for gargoyles yes to be told. uh yeah i mean i think it's it's there's just like i was saying before there's so much there's so much in the show there's so much uh so many characters and and just so much content and 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 things that happen that it's like i feel like like what like i was saying less is more um i think that there are some aspects to this to some of the episodes um that come across maybe as uh you know these are these are gargoyles that come to life, you know, and I think that that's already sort of asking you a lot, like in terms of suspending your your disbelief, and and going with it, mm-hmm. and and so there are some aspects to some of the episodes that go so far, um, that you you kind of lose. Uh, to me, I mean, for me personally, I I would sometimes lose like my uh, lose that, like I would start to to not believe it, and and I. And it was acceptable because it was a cartoon. So I didn't, it didn't change my mind about the show. Like I, I loved the show, uh, regardless. But I think as if you brought it to live action, I think that those elements uh, would would probably be have to be toned down a little bit just to, um, you know, just to just to get it to be more believable and and not you know not scare people out of it. Um, so you have the story there. I'm not saying cut out, cut anything out. You know, right. I'm just talking about like, uh, just just focusing in on the the story of gargoyles, where they come from, you know, uh, where where they are in this modern world, and and the characters and what happens, and just sticking with the the essence of the show, and the heart of you know of what Greg Weissman ultimately intended um, with the show. And I think I think like if you stay true to it. Then, then fans will still appreciate it and, and love it, um, but, but at the same time, you'll uh, you'll draw in new people, new new you know uh, people that don't know about it, and I think that's that's really the the trick there. Oh, most definitely. Uh, and I guess one last question is that, uh, and you don't have to have an answer for this, but if you had, mm-hmm. if you're you've been thinking about the project, do you have any? fan casting that you'd like to throw out there if, if you, you had <laughs> the possibility of you know making a huge blockbuster gargoyles film <laughs> well i mean you know one of the i think one of the uh, the things that's hard to uh not think about is the fact that most of the 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 cast is still around right and and so it's you know, and so many people are in love with the job that they did mm-hmm. with with the voices of these characters. So it's it's a little bit difficult to imagine a lot of them, with, you know, played by different uh, different actors and and different performers. But like at the same time, I think that um, it is probably too early to say. Like I feel like you would have to it would have to be uh, a process of just going into it and and seeing if maybe there is. You know, I mean, uh, people like Keith David. It's like it's like hard to think of any other voice playing Goliath. True. You know what I mean? Very. It's true. like really. I mean, he has such a distinct voice, and uh, and such he brings such heart to the the character. It's like that's just one example of like, you know, yeah. So it's difficult. That's a difficult. I don't have any specific cast in mind uh, that I want to mention now because I right. just feel like it would be way too yeah <laughs> way too early. Uh, Assuming that you know this even happens with with 
convincing Disney to, to make it. And, um, yeah, that's like the first step, you know, just seeing, seeing if, uh, we could all convince them to make this happen in the first place. And, uh, well, ho- seeing if, yeah, hopefully want to get on board. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, hopefully the nerds can come out in, in troves and, and get, and get us, get everybody in that out there to, to talk Disney into it. Cause that would be yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we need everybody to just, yeah. Yeah. Just yell out loud. You know, we want gargoyles. And yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're, they're listening and you know i mean it's they have they have they have their hands they have like their hands on this great property and and i think that um there's just so much there you know uh so i'm I'm not sure what will happen nobody does but yeah i uh i'm i'm happy to at least inspire some you know new new uh conversation about it and 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 get people talking a little bit about it again at the very least so awesome yeah uh, I just want to say thank you for once again for taking your time out to talk to us, Carlos. And uh, is there any social media that you'd like to give out? Uh, sure, you can you can find me on uh, Twitter at I am Carlos Ferrer. Um, it's F E R R E R, and uh, and yeah, and that's really where I spend most of my my social my time on social media. Yeah, um, I, I seem to notice a lot of filmmakers spend a lot of their time on 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 Twitter, Twitter of most places, it seems. Yeah. It just seems like a, I don't know. It feels like the, the one community that I feel, <laughs> I feel closest to for some reason. Uh, and I don't, I don't feel like I have to be, you know, part of it every second. Like I can just come into it when I, when I want and, and talk to people and, and I don't know, there's a, there's, it seems like there's a large community there of people too, that, that are into the show. Um, been interacting with as many as I can and, and just trying to spread the word. So, any particular hashtag you'd like us to throw on tweets? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been thinking about that because I know that, like, you know, I know that back when I think the comics were coming out, uh, Greg Weissman or somebody was spreading a hashtag We Live Again. Ooh. And I thought, I liked that one a lot. Um, I think, like, that was really good. Um, so that could be one, I guess. Uh, but I, I just feel like kind of unoriginal. <laughs> saying that i i wish i wish i had something better than that um yeah and then i hashtag bring back gargoyles i guess could be one but it's you know kind of long <laughs> so so i don't know maybe somebody else can figure something out that's uh that that works well we'll and, start uh, with we live we again and we'll see what happens and yeah definitely yeah gargoyles forever maybe you know could... yeah yeah that's, that's a great one i like that one uh all right once i said once again thank you thank you for coming on and i really hope that this gets off the ground and and more people see it and and appreciate it as much as uh i do so uh i want to thank you for making it it was was amazing to watch um thank you i'm happy you like it (laughs) this has been mitch talking with filmmaker callers ferrer saying always remember to geek out geek out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program